Hey, Nelson, alcoholic addict. That is not my real name. That's my pen name that I use here at LOL Sober. Man, I'm running late today. Sorry. Um, so on October 31st, 1999, I was in college and I got very sick with something called bacterial meningitis. It's this freak illness. Uh, can takes over your body, can kill you within 24 hours, sometimes less, but you don't have much time left if you have bacterial meningitis. And it was Halloween night, uh, and I felt sick, and I ended up, long story short, ended up in an ambulance, then in an emergency helicopter, and ultimately I spent a week in a coma. Uh, when I woke up, you know, I had a ventilator in, I was fighting for my life, and um, when I woke up, I realized quickly I was lucky to be alive and that I would, even though I was alive, that I was never going to be the same. And my hands and feet were especially bad. Um, bacterial meningitis attacks your limbs and moves its way in your body. And so my hands and feet were destroyed. My feet were especially bad. I eventually had the ends of both feet amputated. I had all these surgeries on my feet, one after the other, for years. Um, but that first six months, I spent uh, that time in a wheelchair living with my mom again. Um, I had to relearn how to walk. I had to use a urinal. Um, you know, it was not good. I had to take a year off from college and I just spent that year trying to get healthy again to return to school and I pulled it off, sort of. I say sort of because I physically got healthy uh, and I went back to school and I got my degree and I moved on in life, but I never really wrestled with what it meant to my soul to have been 21 years old and end up in a coma, and almost die, and then have parts of my body cut off. Um, it's probably the most traumatic thing I've, I've ever been through, um, and I just tried to whistle past it, you know? You can guess how that turned out. <laughs> Not good, um, you know, around the, same, <clears throat> around the same time that I was trying to work my way through that mentally and physically, they started handing me painkillers and all sorts of other medications, anything I wanted, really. And I began abusing them pretty soon after I got sick. I think that first year or two, I probably used them as recommended. But uh, after that, it was just, you know, they numbed the pain literally and figuratively. And looking back, I definitely was just an addict who like, you know, when I look at my addictions, I like the feeling of being high all the time. But I also think I turned toward mood altering substances because it soothed my aching soul and my body. You know, and here's here's the thing, though. It's not like I couldn't sleep every night because I was so haunted about the trauma of getting sick. I didn't have nightmares about the ventilator or anything like that. I moved on with my life. I focused on the next thing in front of me and I moved on. And I don't even I don't even really remember sitting there thinking consciously thinking about what happened and I don't remember being crying myself to sleep. I don't remember being upset that it had happened to me. It happened and I moved on or so I thought, you know, and I was thinking about that a lot this Halloween because it's the 24 year anniversary around October 31st. I always spend a few minutes thinking back and I, you know, it's been 24 years. I think I've come a long way, but there's certain traumatic things that are just, they're just in us. You know, you can see a therapist, you can go to seven meetings a week, you can work the 12 steps, you can sponsor people and have a sponsor, I can volunteer at a soup kitchen or with my kids' soccer team, you know, and that trauma is still in there somewhere, and I honestly don't even know the magnitude of how much 
my default settings were affected by almost dying and then turning into an old man overnight once they started cutting body parts off of me. I, I, I honestly don't know. I have no idea. I don't feel much when I think about it, to be honest. But that that's the sneakiest kind of pain, isn't it? The kind that hides in the corner. You know, it doesn't yell at you every day. It hides. It reminds me a little bit... <laughs> It's a crazy comparison, but it reminds me a little bit of when I went to see the movie Ghost in 1990. You remember Ghost? It had Whoopi Goldberg, Patrick Swayze, Demi Moore. Um, great movie. Um, I was in seventh grade at the time, and I was dating an eighth grader, which made me a rock star. I was dating an older woman. <laughs> All my friends thought I was the coolest, coolest ever because she was one year older than me. Uh, and so I was dating her for couple weeks we went to see ghosts together we spent the whole movie making out but i did watch the movie um it was freaking awesome <laughs> it's, it's, it's the greatest one of the great days of my early life you know and then she dumped me a couple weeks later and i spent <laughs> i just was so sad i spent a month after that maybe two months just listening to the song unchained melody over and over again because it had been in ghost and i had sort of considered it as our that was our song and I just remember I cried and cried and cried and listened to the song. And I just, I couldn't believe it was over. This relationship was over. We were so in love, you know. It had been such a beautiful three or four weeks of dating. What we had was so special. Oh, my God, it's over now. Um, it was heartbreak, you know. And I'm bringing this up because I never think about that relationship. I don't think about the breakup. It took me a minute to remember the girl's name, I don't think about the movie. I don't ever see it. Like, nothing really. But, but, then Unchained Melody comes on the radio. And I don't start crying, but I feel pain. Like, just just an instinctual, like, sadness. And it crosses my mind that I should be sad because of this song. And in my head, deep down, that song means sadness because of that breakup. You know, and it's... You know, it's kind of like you eat a specific food and you get food poisoning. Like, you, you can't ever eat eat it again. It has, like, this, like, just animalistic impact deep in your soul. And so I think that's what I think about when it comes to trauma for me and staying sober and why I ended up drinking. It, it's really an important thing for me to wrestle with. And, you know, the, there's things wired down inside me so deep that I don't even know that they're there and that they're affecting me or... Or if I can, I don't even know, can I do anything about it? Is it just in there? Is it like one of the factory settings now? I don't know. And I recently made the decision to go back to therapy and I scheduled an appointment the other day. And um, that's one of the reasons. I think there's a part of me that feels profound sadness at getting sick and getting fast forwarded into being an old man in a young man's body. Does it impact me every day? I don't know, but I would like to find out. And that's what I'm going for. So thanks for letting me share.